As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello and welcome to On Farm. This is producer Dave with you for a change this time. And we're talking all things Scottish ploughing, ahead of the Scottish ploughing championships taking place on Friday the 27th and Saturday the 28th of October. As we'll hear in the chat that's coming up, the competition this year is in Ayrshire for only the second time in its 59-year history. And if you're looking to get along, we really hope that you are. It's going to be a fantastic event. The address is Monkton Hall Farm, Prestwick in Ayrshire, and the postcode is KA91UL. Now, all that information will also be in the written show notes for this episode, along with a link to the website for the Scottish Ploughing Championships, and I'll repeat it again at the end. Thanks to Bell Ingram for supporting this episode and making it possible. And with that, let's get into the chat. We've got three people with us to tell us all about what's on at this year's Scottish Ploughing Championships, and also what's going on more generally in Scottish Ploughing. Hello, I'm Derek McKeever. I'm the chairman of the Scottish Ploughing Championships. I was chairman 18 years ago. And from his sins, I've been taken back in again. Hi, I'm Lizzie Baxter. I'm the interim secretary for the Scottish Ploughing Championships. Uh, I started back in end of January this year, um, and I've dipped in and out for the last year um, between secretaries, just helping the committee out. Uh, so I'm I'm fairly new to the job, but I have been involved in ploughing for many a years um, at our local ploughing match. Lizzie, that's how they get you. They get you in by telling you you're only doing it short term, and then yeah. 18 years later you'll still be there, won't you? That's that's how they do these things. <laughs> Trust me, it is interim, very much interim, and I'm using that <laughs> word and sticking with it. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, Hugh, could you introduce yourself? Same way, please. Hi, I'm Hugh Curry. I'm a a director uh, on the management committee and I'm the chairman of the subcommittee down in Ayrshire because I'm the local guy on the ground. Well, that's a good place to start then, Hugh, isn't it? So one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was to plug and give a good promotion to the forthcoming Scottish Ploughing Championships. It's happening in your neck of the woods. Why don't we start right there? Tell us what is happening uh, there in Ayrshire where you are. The Scottish Ploughing Championships, this will be the second time in its history that it's been in Ayrshire. It was uh, down here in 1986 at Fulton Farm in Presswick, which is only about three miles away from the site that we have today at Moncton Hill. Ayrshire's not 
renowned to be an arable area. It is predominantly livestock dairying. So to get the acreage that the Scottish needs, that it's, it's limited farms that we could approach. So we've been very lucky that there's a, a, a new owner at Moncton Hill, one of the premier farms in Ayrshire. He's probably been in about six years now and he's very good with the local ploughing association and we approached him to see if it was possible for him to take the national championships and he said yes. So that's the reason it's back in Ayrshire this year. Fair play. That's quite a big thing for somebody to do, isn't it? To turn over their their entire farm. There's probably quite a lot of preparation that goes into getting a farm ready for that as well. How, how does that all come together? Well, Andrew was meaning to take the, the championships before COVID come in. He had his crop and all sorted out to, to have the acreage available all in the one block. And then COVID hit. And there was no championships for two years. The way it has uh, transpired, we were at Wick last year. So it's quite a, a distance between the two, which kind of spreads it around Scotland. That it was really, that was a very attractive thing. And the, the committee jumped at the chance when Andrew offered the, the land again. So it's good. It's getting that sort of geographical diversity around Scotland. Derek, why would people come along to spectate at a ploughing match? You'll have your dyed-in-the-wool people who wouldn't miss it for the world. They've been coming for years and years, but we're looking to get some new people to come along, uh, maybe local to Ayrshire or, or not far away from Galloway or somewhere like that. Sell, sell the idea, Derek. We've got a lot of vintage stuff there, which is of interest to a lot of people. We've also got horses coming. I think we've got three pair of horses coming, and that's always a big interest. That's always a big crowd puller that and it's just really a, a good day out place to meet friends old and new and they socialize and it's fun as what it should be go on lizzie add to that what 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 else should should we be telling people to try and get them through the doors we want to try and get you know record numbers in this year don't we absolutely um no i mean we, we're we're very keen um and we're actually running in conjunction with Rhett. Uh, which is the Royal Highland Education Trust. So we actually have four schools um, who were are coming to uh, the farm or the match on the Friday. Um, we have um, a, a marquee there that's going to have lots of different things for the, the kids to learn about, um, not just with ploughing, but also agriculture in general. So uh, with it being Ayrshire, you know, there'll be a lot of dairy and um, aspects of it, but they'll also learn a bit about cereals and um, sheep enterprise you know all the various different agricultural bits there so there is the the learning aspect of it as well uh, but also bits of fun for the kids to take part in uh, so that's available for the schools on the friday and um, we're hoping the marquee is going to be open and available for the saturday uh, so that families can come along and interact with um there's a the, the, the classroom on wheels is hopefully going to be there as well which um allows people to go in and actually view um agricultural practices and like sort of um 
there's cropping things, there's, you know, you can milk a cow, things like that. So hopefully we'll have that all in place as well. Um, what else is there? There's, as Derek said, they've got all the different various ploughs right the way up to your most recent, you know, multi-furrows and um, big tractors. Um, right the way back to your vintage and as Derek said you've got the three horses um, one of the guys is actually coming from Wales um, the one set of horses is coming from Wales so that's a well-travelled set of horses then uh, we have people coming from Northern Ireland um, so all the nations we have representation from all nations this year which we've not been able to say for a few years so it's uh, it's great that we have the support from not only Scottish competitors but competitors from Northern Ireland, England and Wales. Um, on site as well, like we have lots of different trade stands, uh, craft tables as well, like local craft stalls, uh, which which then show local wares. Uh, we have like food, like the local crafts, arts, uh, like dogs trust, things like that, that's all available on site as well. So people in general can come and actually view not just only agricultural things, but have a, a bit of a, as Derek said, you know, a good day out. So lots to see and do. Thanks, Lizzie, for for all of that. That was a good that was a good sales pitch. What is judged on in a ploughing competition? I mean, obviously, it's got to be a straight line. I understand that much. What else separates, you know, a decent enough bit of ploughing from a medal winning bit of ploughing? There's several aspects to the competition, and probably straightness is probably one of the most important ones, or it's the one that everyone notices. If it's not straight, it's it's no good, more or less. Uh, but there's seedbed, there's burying trash, there's the ins and outs, there's a start, and there's a finish. So there's a lot of aspects to the plowing to be judged. So Hugh, of the three people here that are in the conversation, you're the one that, that I understand is most likely to be found in the cab of a tractor doing a bit of ploughing. What are you looking to achieve when you're ploughing competitively? What are you, you know, what makes a good one? What does a good one look like? The ultimate thing we're trying to achieve is to win and be Scottish champion. The honour of being Scottish champion is just the pinnacle of a Scotsman's ploughing career. But the, the, the object of ploughing is uh, it's treated as a sport. There's a lot of competitions throughout Scotland and the, the pinnacle of the competitions is being able to plough at the Scottish Championships and being cried Scottish champion. Uh, I've been ploughing now... Uh, I think this will be my 44th Scottish Ploughing Championships. I started back uh, in 1977. I started back about the age of 12. And uh, father was keen, but never went to matches. But he was a keen supporter of ploughing matches. I... Uh, and we went to our first Scottish in 1979 through at St Boswell's and just got the bug for the Scottish Championships. And it it's something that we've, uh, we've always marked in the calendar. That was a, 
a weekend that we didn't miss. You just, you had to beat the Scottish. Uh, as I said, the last time the Scottish was down in Ayrshire uh, in 1986 at, at Fulton Farm at Presswick, I was fortunate enough, I, th- I think it was my last year ploughing in the, the young farmers class, and I managed to win it that day, and ended up reserve champion. So this match at, at Moncton has a, a wee place in my heart that uh, I had to try to be one better. I had to try to get this next step. Don't put, don't put too much pressure on yourself, Hugh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Just to, to, to try and fill my, my kind of career that I managed to win a Scottish. But that's not very easy because we've got one of the the top players in the world is could he coming back out of retirement and uh, he happens to be in my class but I have a lot of respect for, for Andrew Mitchell Senior. Uh, nobody since he's been competing has managed to beat him in home soil. So that's an extra incentive to to up the game and the uh, Give him a bit of a run for his money. You can hear it in his voice, can't you, Lizzie? Hugh is up for this. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Statement of intent. He's going out for the gold. Gold yeah, or nothing, right. says Hugh. Uh, <laughs> it's easier said than done. What will you need to do to get the gold then, Hugh? And don't just say beat Andrew Mitchell Senior, but, no. but what 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 does a really super piece of ploughing look like? A super piece of ploughing is when you get your poles up to get started and you want to be bullet straight have a nice clean opening that gets judged and then your crown you you fold the land back in to what they call a crown which is about 15 or 16 furrows at the Scottish and you want that to be about the nearest thing I could explain it to a non-plower would be to look like corduroy, dead straight, all the same, nice and even, dead level, and when you have your 15 furrows or 16 furrows up, you fall into your higher number guy at the side, and you plough your plot to a finish, and so many matches I've seen, the kind of top guys are, are running quite neck and neck, but the finish, you've got to hold your nerve, get down to your proper width and get your finish in. And if your finish is dead straight and you've done all the aspects properly, that wee bit could just catch the eye of the judge and you get that extra point, which can make all the difference to, to winning or losing. But it, but it is a sport very competitive. The nearest I could uh, explain the equipment, it's like Formula One racing cars, but in a ploughing sense, because you're looking at what alterations they fellas has done for the last match to this match, and did that work for them? Could that work for me? It's it's pretty intense, and nobody, nobody gives away any secrets. Right, okay, so you're not just turning up and ploughing, you're turning up with the knowledge of 
what kit they had last time and how you've modified your kit to combat what they've done. But the one thing you need, Dave, you still need Lady Luck sitting on your shoulder because you need all your luck on the day. There's some days you can go out and you just, it just doesn't work. If the land's slightly different, doesn't suit your setup, it just doesn't work. And that's what I mean, very similar to Formula One, how the guys who set their cars up and then you end up in maybe a wet track and you've set up for a dry track. That's very, very similar in the ploughing job. Uh, Lizzie, you and Derek actually, but you were listening to Hugh then really intently. You can sort of hear with Hugh as an example of all the other competitors as well, how important this is to the competitors, how much it matters to the people that are taking part. Yeah, that's because um, my husband is also taking part. Um, and when he was mentioning about it being very much family orientated, I was just having a bit of a giggle because my husband is like desperate for me to like be putting his poles in and or taking his poles out and um, cleaning his plough at the end of the day and gaining it a bit aisle and... And uh, that's not my scene. And I've told him that various times, but that's why uh, my 11-year-old is exceptionally clean in the ploughing. And it's him that's generally taking his dad's poles out. And um, the whole point of the poles um, to start off with is so that they're placed in front of the tractor, like one in front of each other, and the tractor falls up to make this, you know, to try and get it straight. It's all very technical, um, as Hugh was explaining it very well. But there are different classes as well. So that's like your your square ploughing um, as such. Like, so my husband, he's involved in the, the, the butts ploughing, what you call it, B-U-T-T. It's, it has a different angle on it. That's about as much as I can explain about the actual ploughing side of it. Well, why don't we bring Derek in then with the overview of the championships as a whole? Because what are the different classes that people can compete in? Well, we've got is it 17 different classes. Well, the, the reversible bats, as Lizzie said, we've got the conventional world-style plowing. These are the guys that would go on to uh, represent us in, in the World Cup championships and other competitions as well. We've got classic classes. We've got vintage classes, uh, juniors, which is very important. We've got to get the young people involved, get them in. We've got the, the, the horse, of course, as I was saying, and horticulture, yeah, yeah. What's horticultural ploughing, then? It's uh, small tractors and small ploughs. Just as simple as that? It's just kind of a, for, for a sort of a... Yeah, yeah. Predominantly, Dave, horticulture would be what would be done in the market garden world, where they didn't have a need for big equipment. So they just had a single furrow. It could be a small tractor. It could be just a, a an engine on wheels with shafts very similar to a horse plough. But instead of having the horse in front of it, you've got this wee engine driving the wheels and the guy walking behind that he can get into small areas. Uh, but that has kind of taken off quite a bit throughout the country. Some of the vintage guys maybe spend the, the winter in a wee restoration project over a wee horticulture because it's affordable. 
but you get into the, the, the bigger equipment to shift it around the country to go to your club matches on a, a weekend, it starts to get a bit expensive, especially on the fuel side when you need a wagon. Yeah, the small tractors and ploughs, they're easier to move about in the back of a pickup or something. Yeah, yeah. And are those people primarily doing that for competitions or are they doing it in their work life and they compete on the side? Most of the people that are ploughing are probably ploughing commercially on farms. And, of course, I assume the same things that matter in the championships are what also matters commercially. You know, it's got to be maximising the use of the space and keeping it as straight as possible. It's just taking that to another level, I suppose, for the championship side of things. Is that right, Derek? Yeah, well, I noticed locally since we started ploughing matches up in this area that... Where are you? I'm in the Black Isle, just north of Inverness. And uh, the standard of ploughing has got better since the ploughing matches because people are going along and wanting to improve and you know when they come to plough their own land they're making a good job because there's always someone looking over the fence criticising <laughs> And you've set an example at, at, the, at the matches as well of, 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 of what good ploughing looks like I suppose Yeah and Derek, ploughing can take you all over the world, it seems. <laughs> so it seems. What have you got in your near future? Uh, well, we're, I'm away to Latvia on Friday to the World Championships. So we've got Willie Grieve in the conventional and James Tate going out to compete out there. We've got Andrew Mitchell Sr. going out to judge. There you are, Hugh. Maybe he'll eat something funny in Latvia and then you won't <laughs> need to worry about him. We can... <laughs> yeah Derek maybe you could see to that <laughs> <laughs> I might get home <laughs> and here's a question so you're off to be part of the Scotland team on the world stage how does Scotland compare in the global rankings are we normally there or thereabouts in terms of the medals oh yeah we are we are pretty good really in the past we've had Quite a few world champions. The first one, I think, with Dave Carnegie. I remember he won the world championship the same time as Damon Hill won the Formula One. And they were both using Goodyear tyres, so they were both on the advert for tyres at the time. So Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So that fed through to the way they were marketing the tyres. They were side by side in the advert, were they? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, excellent. Yeah. But, I mean, we've had Andrew Mitchell Sr. and Andrew Mitchell Jr., both world champions. So, yeah, and, I mean, all these guys are well-respected throughout the world, just in the plowing world, you know? Yep, Scotland, just in, on reference there, Scotland have had world, between reversible and conventional, champions in the last 30 years 11 times. That's absolutely brilliant. And, Hugh, if you do do well in the in the Scottish, will that qualify you then to compete next year in the in the worlds so that that's another reason yeah. why it really matters yeah scotland the uh, as derek said it's latvia this year i think it's estonia next year yeah and whoever wins uh, the world style conventional and the world style bots will be going to estonia 
I think it's about September next year. Yeah. There's other competitions as well. There's a, a Five Nations Championships, which is Scotland, England, Wales, and the two islands. And it's in a different country every year. So the next two places goes to, to the matches and then the, there's a European reversible championships which I think we we send two ploughmen to every year which will be in Denmark. Yeah, it's next week next That's week right. they leave Denmark. Yeah, Denmark Den- next week. Yeah. And then when you get into the vintage classes there's a Eurovi- European Vintage Championship. So you're going to say Eurovision then, Hugh? I thought you were there in your spangly trousers. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's, that's next year. <laughs> no, Europe. Sorry, I'll put you off in your there's stride. There's something for everybody. There's something for everybody to, to aim for if they win their section at the Scottish. There's somewhere to get on to international status and play against the, the top guys. We better just ask, who who's going away to Denmark next week? That's Lizzie? my husband, Brian, and uh, and also um, Andy Greenhill. The two of them are going to rep. So they were, um, Brian was second in the Scottish last year, and Andy, I think, was third. So they're both going to represent at the European Reversibles in Denmark next week. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Good. I'm still not going to pull his polls out. <laughs> Just to make that clear and get that on Absolutely. the record. It is not happening. And, it unless not it's Australia, happening. I might, you know, I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> the Bahamas yeah. or somewhere. Yeah. I'm willing I'm willing to learn how to pull polls out and like oil a plough if he's going somewhere really, really luxury. But Ayrshire doesn't cut it for well, you. Well, I'm there anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> still not pull these polls out. <laughs> just to finish up then Derek you said something earlier about how important it is to encourage younger people into this sport to you know encourage the juniors what more can we say about that what more can we say to maybe encourage young people who might be thinking about giving this a go to to really step up and step forward I would imagine you would do all you can to encourage those people to to give this a go maybe I'll ask all three of you that but starting with Derek yeah well we uh I think, well, up in this area, we've encouraged quite a lot of young people to uh, start ploughing, and we do get quite a good number of them at local matches. We do try to encourage young people just to get involved. You've got to try and encourage that just by getting them along to help for a start, like pulling Brian's poles and things like that. And, well, Lizzie uh, won't do it, will they? So you might as well no, get some young right, people yeah. on board. Yeah child labour and all that. Uh, as Lizzie was saying earlier, we've got Rick coming out along to uh, see how things are grown, etc. Which is all very good. It's all very educational. I heard someone on YouTube the other day saying that there was a plowing match on down in England somewhere and he was encouraging people to go and take their children along because they'll probably learn more there than they would in school. Just maybe just not quite the right thing to say, but it's uh, you know. Well, one day won't hurt, will it? I think everything, everything, most most things 
most things in farming or just about everything in farming really starts with the plough. If that's not right, you can't expect the end product to be right. So that's quite important. Mm-hmm. And and Hugh, you mentioned earlier that you know where there is interest from the father in ploughing, there'll be interest in the younger generation as well. You can't guarantee that'll be the case. So you do need to try and bring in new people to this sport, don't you, to sort of keep it pumping along into the future? Yeah. Well, I have a, a young lad. He's just turned 17. And he's no ploughing at these championships, just work-related issues. Well, I'm a contractor and we're very busy at the moment. And he's in the young farmers and he's seeing different things, shall I say. But he has been ploughing at certain matches and I've I've got a few different ploughs. Father was interested in vintage, so we've got a few vintage ploughs. We've a, a few classic, we've a modern a commercial reversible and he's he's played a, some matches and he's had a bit of success, but he needs to learn the trade before he can get onto the proper competition uh, outfit. And hopefully he's going to take over for myself because we're not getting any younger and uh, it is predominantly a younger guy's sport uh, got to be fit. Uh, match days can be pretty full on, uh, especially if it's challenging conditions, both physically and mentally. You can be pretty exhausted at the end of your, your plot. But hopefully, hopefully Jake's going to maybe take over the reins at some point. It's as long as he's with you and he's he's interacting and he's he's seeing the the workshop prep, he's seeing the practice, he's getting to the competition, so he's seeing all aspects. So hopefully that bug's just biting and getting a hold and I would I would be ecstatic if I seen him driving my outfit and winning the Scottish. Even if I couldn't do it, if he won it, I would be as thrilled as I could be. Up here, uh, the young farmers have got a plough match coming off. It's from where away in Latvia. My nephew is kind of running that, and they've got quite a big entry, I think, so... It's, that's encouraging. So there is plenty of encouragement that the next generation will still be there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. This year's championship, it's a slightly different format. We're trying to lift the profile of the Scottish and we're, we're having a, a big display of trade stands with Ayrshire being predominantly a cattle and dairy area. Our dealers down here don't sell the volume of ploughs and tillage equipment that probably happens in Derek's area or Lizzie's area. So our guys on the demonstration side, they'll probably bring the manufacturer in to do their demonstrations. 
So they felt as if they were going to be a little left out. So I put it to them, why not to have a stand area and bring the rest of your equipment you sell and promote it to the general public and maybe prospective customers. And whenever I said that, they were all on board and we've had a big support for these guys. But for the championships, it's something else for people to see that's a farming orientated and food production orientated to try to educate the public as well and how how their food gets to their supermarket or onto their plate. So they see all aspects of the equipment used in getting their food to the plate. So it's it's been well received in the industry in the area and uh, we're hoping it gets a, a good support. We've always said thank you for all the effort he's put into arranging all this. I mean, he's, it's amazing what he's managed to come up with uh, for this match, which is really good and encouraging. I'm just the front man of that because I'm the, the plowing fanatic, shall we say, but it's been a big team effort and everything that's happening at this year's championships. Derek, Lizzie, Hugh, that, that's that been a really fascinating chat and I've learned loads. Thank you so much for taking the time. Also, just to say to Hugh in particular, good luck. Good luck with running the event, but also with taking part in the competition as well. I hope it goes really well for you. Thank you. Yeah, Dave, can I say something? Is that okay? Of course. I was just really to say uh, thank you to Andrew Carthurson who is our host farmer because Andrew and Lizanne who own the farm, Hugh touched on them earlier he is putting in a tremendous power of work to get his farm turned around and also make it you know, basically open to the public so we're going to have hopefully thousands of people you know, coming onto this farm in the duration of the couple of days and he's also got the farm shop there that's open all year round as well um, and they're hopefully going to be opening up a cafe as well uh, to the public so that you know is, is a bit of a kind of thank you uh, to Andrew because he's he's a very very busy man so we um, as Scottish Plowing Championships thank him for hosting this year in 2023 Yeah I mean I've got no idea of how much work it must be to get a farm ready to get all those people onto it but I imagine it's a colossal amount of work it yeah. must be huge so yeah well said Lizzie well said thanks very much indeed that's been a really fascinating chat thanks for taking the time Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Pleasure, Dave. Thanks. Thanks again to Hugh, Derek and Lizzie. The Scottish Ploughing Championships take place on Friday the 27th and Saturday the 28th of October at Monkton Hall Farm, Prestwick, Ayrshire, KA91UL. That address and a link to the website for the championships are in the show notes for this episode. Thanks very much to Bell Ingram for supporting us this time around and making this episode possible. On Farm is made by our team here at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.